It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to Under the Hood, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I'm the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's the ECHL's all-star break as we near the midpoint of the 2021-22 season. And of course, the all-star classic took place on Monday night, Martin Luther King Day in Jacksonville. Mike Lee represented the Fuel as the ECHL All-Stars defeated the Jacksonville Icemen in the annual All-Star game. And a lot of fun it was. It was great to see Mike Lee do a tremendous job representing the Fuel as well as a couple of former Fuel players as well on the ECHL All-Star roster. The Fuel sit at 14, 15, and 4 as we near the midpoint of the season and... Right now, kind of just on the outside looking in, but they're making a surge. They are 5-1 and one here in January and took two out of three games this past weekend, knocking off the Fort Wayne Comets and Iowa Heartlanders before falling to Iowa in a tough loss on Sunday. But the Fuel playing some really good hockey. They really have been since the beginning of December and continue to do so and a big reason why Jared Thomas he's on another scoring streak as 31 points in 29 games Mike Lee leading the league in assists and defenseman scoring he has 28 points in 30 games and just go on down the line Spencer Watson's been red hot of late he's got 16 goals on the season Darian Craig had his 14 points in 13 games since joining the fuel but they're getting contributions from a lot of different players In their last five games, they have scored 19 goals from 10 different forwards. And that is always going to lead to success when you're getting all three lines rolling. The defensemen are chipping in, driving the offense, and everybody is making things happen. And as a result, it has led to victories for the Indy Fuel, who are 5-1 and in 2022. A couple of big games coming up this week. Friday night, the Cincinnati Cyclones are in town. That's January 21st, 2022, and that's a do 317 night. And then Saturday night, the Kalamazoo Wings are in town for Blackhawks night, which is always one of the really special nights of the year as we bring the Madhouse on Madison down to 38th Street and really try to bring back that Blackhawks atmosphere and always a lot of great tie-ins as well to celebrate our relationship with the parent club that is now on year eight with the Indy Fuel and the Chicago Blackhawks. Our guests on this edition of Under the Hood will be C.J. Ike and Jordan Schneider. C.J. has been playing some great hockey. He has points in seven of his last eight games. Jordan Schneider as well has been a real rock on the back end for this Fuel squad. He's technically officially a rookie, but he is in his second year as he finished the season last year with the Fuel and really has come on as a real stalwart on the Fuel's blue line. And C.J. Ike is a guy who just goes and goes and goes, and he's been making a lot of things happen on the penalty kill, on the four check, and he's been, in recent games, finding his way onto the score sheet as well with four goals and three assists in his last seven games. We'll be hearing from them later on in the podcast, but first, let's take a look back. At last weekend, where the Fuel took two out of three games, including a victory in Fort Wayne on Friday night. And again, we mentioned getting scoring from a lot of different places. Riley McKay, 
Carl Elmir and Griff Jeska all score in the first period to give the Fuel a 3 to nothing lead. Fort Wayne came back, got it to a one-goal game, and had a lot of power plays in the third period. The Fuel penalty killers and Mitch Gillum, who has just done a fantastic job in goal for the Fuel. He has won his last five starts and is 6-0-1 in his last seven starts, held the fort, and Jared Thomas added a late empty netter to seal a 4-2 victory for the Fuel in Fort Wayne. Anytime you could get a win up there, it's a really big deal. Then Saturday night, the Iowa Heartlanders came to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. It was their third visit of the year of five. Number four came on Sunday afternoon, and the Fuel got... An early goal from Jan Mondot to take a first period lead. Lee holds it in along the far boards up to the point. Mondot walks the line, wrists one through traffic, scores. Jan Mondot gives the fuel a one to nothing lead. As some good work on the cycle allowed the puck to come up to Mondot straight away center point near wristed one through all kinds of traffic past Kaspersky. Iowa came back with two goals in a minute and 18 seconds to take a 2-1 lead. But Ryan Zulsdorf provided some offense for the Fuel, a late addition to the lineup. Earlier on Saturday, Carl Elmir and Keegan Iverson were both called up to the Ontario reign of the American Hockey League, making players 10 and 11 currently in the AHL from the Fuel roster. And so as a result, Ryan Zulsdorf was inserted into the lineup as a forward and he took a feed from Jared Thomas and Spencer Watson and scored this beauty of a goal. Spencer Watson takes the puck, tried to take it along the goal line and now it's turned over to Zulsdorf and he scores! Ryan Zulsdorf took a loose puck right in between the hash marks and he rips it past Kaspersky glove side and the fuel have tied the game at two. Jan Mondot later in the period made it a 3-2 lead. Iowa scored late in the third to tie, but that set the stage for Jared Thomas in overtime. Squirts out to the point. Teixeira hops on it. Two on one for the fuel. Teixeira across the line. Back diagonal Thomas skates in. Takes it to goal and scores. Jared Thomas saw Kaspersky coming out, and he stick-handled around him with a deke. And then had the open net to tuck the puck in, and the Fuel went at 4-3. to three. That goal gave the Fuel a 4-3 to three victory, 5-0 and oh in 2022. The next day, C.J. Ike's third period goal knotted a game 1-1 one one against Iowa, but a late goal and just kind of an unfortunate bounce for the Heartlanders, Jake Smith, gave Iowa a 2-1 to victory. And so the Fuel come away with four out of a possible six points on the weekend on the first two games of a four-game homestand that, again, continues this weekend. Then the Fuel will finish off the weekend in Kalamazoo. They'll travel to Iowa on Wednesday the 26th and then be back home to take on the Toledo Walleye on Friday the 28th. That will be a throwback night. And then Toledo's again back here on Wednesday the 2nd of February. So lots of opportunities to see the Indy Fuel coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Our guests on this edition of Under the Hood are C.J. Ike and Jordan Schneider. We'll bring you C.J. Ike first and C.J. is one of the two veterans on this Fuel team. Craig Wismerski being the other 
and came over from the Kansas City Mavericks. He had played several years in Kansas City and before that in Utah, and he's somebody who grew up with Cliff Watson in Appleton, Wisconsin. They've grown up playing hockey together, played hockey together collegiately, and interestingly, at every single pro stop that they've had, Utah, Kansas City, and now Indy, they have had a chance to play together as well. Longtime friends, and C.J. Ike has been a tremendous addition to this Fuel team, both on the ice, where we see his hustle, where he replaced a lot of what Joe Sullivan gave the Fuel last year. Matter of fact, they wear the same number, but a lot as well in the dressing room. He wears an alternate captain's A. He really provides a lot of leadership and presence for this team. And he's a guy that is always going top speed on the ice and making things happen because of his speed and hustle and kind of setting the tone for his team. And his line here in recent games has been doing a tremendous job, whether he's been playing with Griff Jeska, Andrew Ballant, or Carl Elmir. It doesn't matter who he's been skating with. Keegan Iverson, he's been doing a tremendous job. And they have been producing pretty much at a goal a game clip here for the last six or seven games. So here is our conversation with Indy Fuel forward CJ Ike. Uh, CJ, you've been playing really well here of late, uh, and it's been resulting in getting on the score sheet. You've uh, had tallied points in the last five games. What's that been like for you to be able to see the hard work that you've put in rewarded by uh, finding the back of the net a few times? Yeah, it's always nice. I try to I try to be pretty consistent with with what I do in the in, in what I'm bringing to the game every night. And uh, you know, a lot of times that with, with playing with with speed, um, I'll get chances. And you know, to to start the year and, and definitely in some years past, those chances haven't always went in, which reflected in some years with lower lower point totals. But uh, it's always nice when they, you know, you're in the right spot at the right time. And um, a, a lot of that goes out to you know guys that I'm playing with and the team playing well, it all, it all goes hand in hand. So I try to be, you know, relatively consistent. I, I don't think I've changed up a whole lot and that's what's resulted into to finding the back of the net. But I think that um, just having that consistency in the, the team playing well. And um, I think it kind of all comes together and some nights reflects on the score sheet, which is, which is nice. And then on the PK as well, I know you've been a really a solid penalty killer for the fuel all season and your penalty kill as a team has uh, has been pretty solid here in recent games. But not only have you been killing off penalties, but you've been scoring some shorthanded goals as a unit. How special is that to be able to get a few shorties? Yeah, it's always nice. It it it's huge to um, you know you always want to at least at least kill kill off their power play. But if you can gain some some even added momentum to that, um, you know it, it brings up some energy in your team and it. It, it kills their momentum from having a man advantage and, you know, looking at scoring a goal to potentially, you know, then we come out and score a shorty, then, you know, we kind of swing the momentum in our direction. So it always feels great. Um, yeah. The penalty kill as of late, we've, we've made a couple adjustments and I think that's led to um, offensively, you know, having the opportunity to get some more chances. And so it's, it's worked out very well in the past few weeks. And, um, you know, like you said, scoring a goal shorthanded is great. Great feeling and, and nice to get that momentum on your team's side. You've had to work in some new line mates as uh, Griff has come from the SPHL. You've had Ballant come from the SPHL. Keegan Iverson's joined the team here in the last few weeks. Now you've been playing a lot with those guys. 
what has it been like playing with a couple of big guys that are really good at working low, working in the cycle and retrieving pucks and allowing you to use your speed game? Yeah, it, it's great. All three of those guys, um, you know, the one thing that they have in common is they work extremely hard. So when you pair that, you know, um, and they have they have good speed, they're good skaters. So when you have all three guys on the line working together and working at that same that same work rate with that energy, it uh, it produces a lot of a lot of scoring chances. And I think that's you know one of the reasons you know my myself has put up some more points in the last five or six games and as well as those guys have been producing as well because we're on the same page with that speed and work ethic we're playing at that same pace so it's it's been great you know with those four guys whoever you you know mix in there as a line going out I, I feel confident in and we've been good in our own end defensively and then just with that with that speed generating offense as well what has it been uh what has it meant for you to be really the team's veteran presence, having the opportunity to come over here uh, this summer as a vet and being the guy who's been around the league as long as you have, how much does that help? And how much do guys look to you to, especially the younger guys to kind of help show them what the ropes are like here in, in the professional ranks? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's a weird feeling to be, uh, to be the, the old guy in the team. Now it happens quick, but, uh, I, I try to just kind of lead by example and, you know, with those younger guys, you know, especially some of the really young guys that are on contracts with Rockford that are pretty fresh out of junior hockey. Um, I try to just lead by, by example with consistency as far as warming up for games, warming up for practice, what I'm doing in the weight room, stretching, kind of, kind of showing them the things that lead to, you know, to a long-term career if they, if that's what they're pursuing. And um, I've been fortunate enough to, to play for a, a good amount of years now. And I think a lot of that is just the habits of, like I said, the weight room and taking care of the body, um, you know, nutrition, that kind of stuff. So I try to try to lead by example and, you know, people have questions on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Be that, uh, that older guy who can, who can kind of, you know, give them an example. What was it this summer that drew you to Indy and having the opportunity to play here? Well, I loved I loved Kansas City. It was a great organization. Nothing but good things to say. But I had played there for four years, and then in Utah the previous. So I'd been in the same division for five seasons. So I I just wanted I wanted to change. I wanted to play in new buildings. You know, play against different teams. And I grew up playing with Cliff Watson. We played when we started playing together when we were squirts. We played up until college together. And then we played, we spent time in Utah and Kansas City together. And then he had been traded to, to Indy and he had nothing but good things to say about everything. This for the owner, the apartment, the coaching staff. Um, so I, I think that was the biggest draw was having Cliff's recommendation and then myself looking for a change and, and you know, looking to play in a different division. And you mentioned that opportunity to to play with a guy that you've been playing with since you were eight years old in, in Cliff. How special is that to have somebody that you've known literally since youth hockey and you've grown up in the same town, the opportunity to play professionally with in so many different places as you've been able to this year, really throughout your career? Yeah, it's it's kind of wild that it's it's worked out the way it has. Um we thought even just getting to play college together was, was pretty unique after playing, you know, squirt hockey. Um, so then to get to take it till, till now where, you know, 
late twenties and we're still, we're still doing it and playing together. It's, it's been awesome. And it helps a lot because we're both in the same kind of situation when, when we're in the off season, for example, you know, there's somebody that you're familiar with, somebody who's, you know, training and skating and looking to get on the ice. Um, so we have a very similar, similar routine as far as that goes. And, um, it's just been awesome. We, you know, we're such, such close friends. And then to be able to, to keep doing this into, uh, into our late twenties has been, has been pretty awesome. And we both feel pretty fortunate to have gotten to, to do it for as long as we have and, you know, try to, try to continue it on here for as long as possible. What have you enjoyed most about being an indie? I like the, uh, I really like the area, the, uh, you know, living in Fishers here. We have a great apartment complex. We're within walking distance to nice restaurants and coffee shops. And I, I really like playing in this division where the competition is good. You know, every single night it's, you know, Toledo or Fort Wayne or Kalamazoo where the pace is high. It's a lot of skill. And on top of that, the travel in this division is much, is much easier. Um, playing in that mountain division your closest trip is about four hours and uh you know that's about our longest a little more than that out to wheeling so you have more nights at home um you know just uh less less time on the bus and as the years go on you know that time definitely adds up so so coming to a division where we're going over to fort wayne and that's you know short drive and kalamazoo isn't too far and it's it's been been really nice getting to keep the travel short and play high skill fast-paced teams every night well, on your way to the pros you get an opportunity to play in green bay with a great organization of the gamblers i know back in back in our ushl days here in indy we had a tremendous rivalry with with green bay and the and the great teams that you guys had up there how special was it to win a cart cup and to essentially be able to do so playing pretty close to your hometown yeah, it was it was pretty pretty unbelievable experience. I that was my whole goal growing up was just to get to the Gamblers. That's I wanted to play for them so bad. Um, you know, going to their games growing up and great crowds and great teams and and then as I got older and closer to that age, you know, they have a coach like John Cooper there who's who's great and you know, you you want to play for a guy like that and um fortunately to get to you know i went down and played a year in st louis and then was drafted by the gamblers so to to get to go back you know close to home um where my parents could go to every game playing for you know such a, a good organization it was it was pretty an unreal experience that was that was really my biggest goal and you know once you get there then you start looking okay you know what where, where do i want to go to you know where do i want to go to college but playing for that um that organization was just unbelievable with the teams we had getting to win a Clark cup. I think my first year we, we lost in the final and then to get back there my second year and win it was a great way to, uh, to end the junior career. I was saying you had a lot of really good players. You mentioned playing for John Cooper and playing with guys like Alex Broadhurst and the Schmaltz brothers. And, um, you know, you go on down the line, uh, it just, it seemed like a, a lot of talent came through there. It, how special was it to play, for such a good organization, but for a guy like John Cooper and with so many really solid players. Well, I never, I never played a full season with Cooper. He was always, you know, the year that I had finally got drafted to the gamblers was he was still the coach, but right before that season was when he took his first professional job in Norfolk, I believe. So 
I had had him, you know, years prior as like an affiliate player, go up and play a game or two um, and, and have some practices with them. But I never had a full season, but, you know, kind of being around a little bit and seeing how he, you know, ran the team and how well he, he spoke and got the best out of all his players was pretty cool to see. But then the coaches that I had once I got there were, were, were great as well. Derek Lalonde, who's Cooper's assistant now, um, unbelievable coach, one of the best one of the best I've had and he made it so fun coming to the rink every day. And so to have those coaches like him and Eric Rude was my first season. They were just great guys to, to learn the game from. And I think that's, you know, a big, a big reason why a lot of those players went on to have really good college careers and then play past college was because playing for that organization, playing for coaches like that and, um, you know, learning the game from, from great minds. Yeah, Derek Lalonde going to Toledo. It was so nice to see a familiar face in our division uh, from you know, from from the USHL, and uh, it's been neat to see the success that he has had. And then you go from there to Michigan Tech, and again, a lot of success. You had a chance to play on their first NCAA tournament team in a long time, and and, and scored a goal in a tournament game, if I remember correctly. So, yep. how how nice was that? How special was that for you? And obviously, you and Cliff were reunited there as well. Yeah, it was it was a great place to play. I didn't, you know, Michigan Tech wasn't necessarily on my radar when I was 15, 16, 17 because they had had some some below average seasons and then they got Mel Pearson there coaching and within his first year he kind of turned the program back around to to what it used to be and that that school has so much history with hockey and um to get to get to go up there and experience that and be a part of it while the team was you know, doing very well, being very successful, making, you know, NCAA tournaments and playing for, for Mel Pearson. It was, um, I couldn't, couldn't ask for a better situation up there. I love the small town feel. It's a hockey town. Um, you know, everybody in town comes out to the games. It's, it's just quite the, quite the scene. And I, I like it so much. I go back there every summer. They run, uh, youth hockey camps throughout the month of July that are pretty popular. So, there's a decent amount of us alumni from there that are still playing and we'll go back there and coach the camps during the day. And then we get together and train and, um, you know, go back to some of the old fun college spots at night. And so it's, it's a, it's a great area. It was close to home. You know, my parents loved it. They were, they were up at every home weekend. Um, so it was very special place to play. And like I said, I still try to go back there every chance I can. What's a favorite moment that you've had from your hockey career at any level? I'd have to say winning the Clark Cup. I think, uh, you know, winning the Clark Cup with the team that I wanted to play for so bad growing up um, was probably probably the highlight there. Um, you know, going to the NCAA tournament with Michigan Tech is, is, a, is a close second, but... I think it's tough to beat winning a national championship with your hometown team. What's been throughout any level again, throughout your career, whether it be junior college or pros, what's been maybe your favorite road rink to play in or your favorite road city to visit? Um, I, I would say Boise, Idaho, you know, my first, you know, I went out after college and played for Utah and then that next full season for Utah, Idaho's a close trip, so we were there a lot. And they're set up with the rink being right downtown, 
the hotel connected to the rink. The atmosphere in there is is great every night. I would I would say Boise was probably my my favorite road spot to play. What are your goals for the rest of the year? Uh, make the playoffs and make a playoff run. I say it seems like you know the last month or so things have been really coming together where you've been making a push and now you're right in contact with the teams ahead of you in playoff position. Just describe how things have come together for this team here in the last few weeks. Well, I think you could you could see glimpses of it all season. Even when we were having rough patches where we were losing, there were games where we were playing great in just whether it was a bad bounce or a penalty at the wrong time. Um, you know, we were just coming out on the coming out a little short on the on those games. But, you know, we were we were consistent with what we were doing and you know, that's kinda of what Doug was preaching, just, you know, follow that process of, you know, whether we, you know, play great and lose by a goal or, you know, play play poorly and end up winning, you just gotta keep, you know, kinda keep that consistency and try and get better with what we're doing in every game and for for a long time we were playing really well and just for whatever reason coming up a little short and I think once you can kind of get a couple in a row and grind out a road win, uh, you know, a good example, this last, this last game in wheeling, those are the kind where you're going into the third period tied or down one when you, you know, once you start to grind those games out and win those games, that's part of becoming a playoff team is learning how to win those, those games, those hard fought games on the road. And, you know, we have a little bit of a younger team and I think we're starting to, to kind of gain that that knowledge on what it takes to to get through those games and get those points that means so much and you know it's all about peaking at the right time you know going into the later stretch of the season you want to be at your best and i think with us going through hopefully you know our toughest patch of the year early in the season could set us up to be you know learning what it takes to be a team that can make a deep playoff run that was indy fuel forward cj ike our second guest is jordan schneider he is a rookie by ECHL definition. He is in his second year as he signed late last season, actually with the Orlando Solar Bears, then was traded to the Fuel and has become a mainstay on the Fuel Blue Line. He's a second-generation player. His father, Matthew Schneider, played 21 seasons in the National Hockey League and was part of the United States gold medal winning team in the World Cup of Hockey in 1996. And that's one that kind of flies under the radar, but it's really one of the great international victories for USA Hockey as they won the World Cup coming from behind in the third period to beat Canada in Canada in a best-on-best tournament. And that really happened before we saw the best-on-best in the Olympics. And it was a, a great win for the United States. And obviously, Jordan Schneider, much different type of player than his father, but a second-generation hockey player and somebody who has... Had a really solid career coming up through junior hockey ranks, winning a championship there, and then playing really well and having a really solid career at Clarkson University where they played in a couple of NCAA tournaments during his time. So here is our conversation with fueled defenseman Jordan Schneider. Just describe how the season has gone for you as we hit kind of the midpoint of the year. Uh, I think uh, my season's kind of mirrored uh, kind of how the team's played. Um, I think coming into camp, um, we all felt like we had a really strong camp. Um, and, uh, and we all had high hopes for the season. 
Um, coming out of the gate, I think there was a little bit of inconsistency, uh, kind of from everyone, um, that I think uh, we've been able to kind of shore up. And, and I think since Christmas or maybe even maybe a week or two before Christmas, uh, we've really uh, been able to kind of, um, find that consistency and find our stride here. And, uh, it looks like we're just going to keep continuing to get better and better. Um, and yeah, uh, push for, push for a playoff spot here. So, um, looks like, uh, things are starting to go in the right direction for us. You kind of mentioned that the team really kind of starting to come into its stride. Really, I'd say the last three or four weeks and, a big part of that has been you've got a really good defensive group. It seems like there's a really nice mix of guys who are puck movers and guys who are more shutdown type defensemen. Uh, what's that like to be part of a group where you've got a lot of versatility where you can kind of mix and match a little bit? Yeah, I think um, everyone's kind of uh, feels uh, really comfortable in the, in the roles they've kind of carved out for themselves on the team. Um, but yeah, it's definitely easy. Uh, um, I think uh, everyone kind of has we have we have those pairings that are kind of traditional where it's we have a guy who's more of uh, you know maybe an offensive player mixed in with somebody who's uh, able to take care of the back end and um, I think it gives us a lot of balance uh, for the team um, being able to move the puck to the forwards and uh, still having uh, somebody back there to. I guess kind of uh, support the other guys. So um, I think all of us feel comfortable playing with each other. Uh, we all have a lot of pride in what we do. Um, and like I said, it's it's uh, similar how the team's doing. I think we're just going to keep getting better and better as the season goes on, uh, which is exciting for us. Well, as a rookie last year, you had a chance to be part of that push for the playoffs, and then get a little bit of a taste of the Kelly Cup playoffs and that really hard-fought series against Greenville. How valuable was that experience for you to really come into a team that was essentially every night was a playoff game and then also get an opportunity to, to experience postseason play? Yeah, it was uh, it was an awesome experience. Obviously, I, I started my season a bit late last year with COVID and everything. Um, luckily, I've... Uh, I've had the experience in the past, whether it was at school or in juniors, to really experience uh, deep and long playoff runs. Um, I think I was able to uh, take a lot of those lessons into pro. Um, and uh, like you said, we had a lot of meaningful games down the stretch there. So I think uh, I was kind of uh, just, uh, I don't want to say thrown into the fire, but um like you said, every game was really important for us. Um, so there, every game was kind of meaningful. So um, we had we had a ton of guys on our roster that uh, had played at higher levels and played in those important games. And um, there's a lot of things I was able to learn from those guys and uh, even kind of uh, take into this season and, and kind of uh, mold uh, my own leadership style and how I want to play uh, for this season and kind of help uh, not maybe maybe teach teach other guys uh, we have here that are kind of just coming into the league as well. So, um, yeah, I think that experience towards the end of the year um, really helped me, uh, helped me uh, feel more comfortable coming into this season. 
Is that really one of the big changes from year one to year two is just the amount of growth that you've had because you've been through a season of professional hockey so far? Yeah, I think it's definitely huge. Like I said, um, you kind of get those, you know what to expect a lot more this year. Um, you get to learn from guys that have been there before, uh, during last season and bring that, those lessons and the, those things you've learned into this season. Um, and you're really not surprised by anything that happens. So, um, yeah, I think it's been, uh, it's definitely been a big help for me, um, and a bunch of the other guys as well. You're a second generation pro hockey player. Your father, Matthew Schneider, played 21 years in the NHL. What was that like for you growing up with a father playing in the NHL and being around the game as much as you were really all the way up until your teen years? Yeah, I think, uh, the one advantage I guess I had is, um, I just started really young. Um, and, and I've been around the game for so long that, uh, it just became part of, uh, I guess, who I am as a, as a person. Uh, obviously, I've loved it for so long, and just being able to keep that joy and that passion for the game so long, uh, I think, has been awesome for me. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, the biggest thing is I've just been, I've just been a, a hockey player as long as I can remember and uh, looking to do that as long as I possibly can. How much did you spend? get a chance to spend around the rank, spend around the room, uh, just watch your father go about his business. And how much did you draw from that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, obviously just from, from a young age, like I said, just being able to have guys that I was able to look up to. Um, and, you know, like uh, some, some close family friends that uh, I'm able to learn from that play and, um, even now, uh, my, the, the person I work uh, with, Matt Nickel, back home, there's a solid group of 10, 15 NHL guys that I'm able to skate with every day and learn from. And, um, it just kind of gives you something to p- keep pushing for, um, while you're playing. And it, it's kind of, uh, something that helps, uh, show you that it's possible, I guess. And, uh, that if you work hard and work like those other guys do and do the right things, that uh, there's always a chance to play pro hockey and and have a good long career um, when you do those things. Is it nice as well to have somebody that has been through it as much as he has that you can call for advice or just just to talk after a game? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, my mom has been uh, a huge help as well because mm-hmm. she's she kind of uh, has seen seeing that all play out so um and my grandpa too is uh is someone i talk to often as well because he kind of uh, helped him go go through everything as well so um i think my whole family's just been uh, awesome as far as that um somebody they're all uh, people i can kind of just lean on when uh, i'm going through struggles or whatever so um yeah yeah four years at clarkson uh, how did that help prepare you for your professional career um, well, uh, I, I definitely, uh, think it helped me tremendously. I love my time there. The guys there, um, that I was able to grow up with, uh, at school, um, are some of my best friends I talk to all the time. Um, the coaching staff there was awesome, kind of helping me, uh, understand what kind of player I needed to be, uh, to be successful at the pro level. And, um, I had some ups and downs when I was there, uh, especially to start, but I was able to kind of, um, 
surpass that adversity, I guess, uh, which is, is something that, um, I think is, is something that I can, uh, take to the pro level. Um, I have a better understanding of, you know, when things aren't going well, kind of how to get out of those slumps or, um, you know, maybe at the start, uh, uh last season, I, I had some healthy scratches or whatnot. Um, so just being able to understand the things I need to do, um, in order to get, uh, through that adversity and come out the other end, uh, kind of on top. How special was it for you as a junior to play in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, we actually got, um, uh, we, we had two opportunities to play and we would have had, uh, my senior year, we would have had another opportunity, uh, to play in the NCAA tournament. But, uh, that junior year was a spe- um, extra special because we obviously, uh, we had the chance to win, uh, our conference ECACs, uh, give a little shot to Mitch Gillum, but, uh, we got to beat Cornell in the finals <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it's just, uh, it was a really special group that year. Um, it just felt like everything kind of went right for us. I think, uh, I think that was the season actually we, we broke a bunch of records as far as wins, uh, win streaks and stuff like that at Clarkson. So, um, it, it always, that, that year was, uh, one that I'll always, always remember, remember. And, uh, it was probably one of the most fun years, I guess, uh, I've had playing the game. It's been a favorite moment you've had from your hockey career. Well, uh, there's been a bunch, but I would say uh, that that ECAC championship um, at Clarkson, and um, I was uh, lucky enough to be part of a special team uh, in the Ontario Junior Hockey League with uh, St. Mike's, uh, the St. Mike's Buzzers. Um, we won a championship there. Uh, they actually just posted about it on Instagram, but I think. Uh, I didn't even realize we had, I think, something like 17 players from that team move on to Division One or Major Junior Hockey, and then we had 11 professional uh, players from that team and two or three NHL guys. So that year was also really special. But anytime you get to win a championship, uh, it's hard to forget those years. What are your goals for the rest of the year here in Indy? Um, for me personally, I obviously want to uh, try to move up and get some, a call up. But as far as our team goes, uh, I think it's clear everyone in the room, uh, we're pushing for a playoff spot here. Um, and it's kind of the old, uh, if you get in, uh, watch out because I think, uh, I think we're going to be, we're going to be peaking at the right time. Uh, we kind of went through a bunch of our adversity at the start of the season. And I think it's just going to build and build from here. So, um, we want to get into that, into the playoffs there and, uh, and, uh, be peaking at the right time. That's Jordan Schneider, our second guest on the Under the Hood podcast. Again, lots of opportunities to see the Indy Fuel here as we tick toward the second half of January 2022. January 21st, Friday night, the Cincinnati Cyclones are in town for a 2317 night. Saturday the 22nd, the Kalamazoo Wings are in town for Blackhawks night. And any game against the K-Wings seems to be a shootout. So should be a tremendous game. The Fuel then are in Kalamazoo on Sunday the 23rd. Also on the road Wednesday the 26th at Iowa before returning home on Friday the 28th for throwback night against the Toledo Walleye. You can get your tickets for all of those games at IndyFuelHockey.com or the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office and all Ticketmaster outlets. 
We'd love to see you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for all of the Indy Fuel's upcoming home games. Thanks for listening to this edition of Under the Hood. I am Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.